This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everybody, welcome back to Peak Too Early, the best running podcast in the world. The podcast where three washed up distance runners talk about the glory days and the state of distance running right now. I'm Steve Gendron, your host, and I'm joined by Mike Gendron somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? I am doing great. I haven't run since the second that I crossed the Boston Marathon finish line and I'm living my best life right now. And I'm in a bit of a dilemma, Steve, because I have two options. Option A is, you know, I continue my time off and at some point I jump back into running. But I have the perfect opportunity where right now it's like I could just stop. I could pick up something else. I could start playing tennis. I could play more golf. I could do something that's way more fun than running. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where I'm at in my dilemma. And I don't know, maybe uh, maybe I'm on the brink of some new hobby. Well, I think for the sake of the podcast, you should run a little bit. I agree. And as always, not at the House of Sav. He is in some site, some sort of madman setting right now in his corner office, sipping some whiskey. We got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I am good, boys. I am at the office. I am working late. What people don't realize is podcasting ain't just fun and games, boys. Podcasting is hard work. I'm grinding. We got listenership growing. People are sending me ideas for new segments. We got people trying to join the SAV running team. Uh, I just got to work my ass off of the SAV squad and peak too early. So that's why I'm here at the office because it's a grind, but I do it for the listeners because, uh, you know, they love us. So I got to show them some love here. Do it all for the listeners. And Peak Too Early is blowing up. SAV running is blowing up. And we're going to keep it going. SAV running, Peak Too Early to the moon, baby. That's right. Um, so, guys, I, I didn't. Uh, so, I had took a lot of time off leading up to the marathon. And uh, I decided to keep it going. I took a little. I took a couple days off, recovered, licked my wounds. And uh, I ran a road race last night. Oh. Yeah, I ran a 5K. Oh, what a terrible idea. Yeah, well, Yes, it, it turned out to be a terrible idea, um, but I got out there, and it was a beautiful night. It was like 50 degrees out, no humidity. The sun was still kind of setting. It was dusk. It was just a beautiful night. It was down at the Good Times Race in downtown Lowell. Super fun 5K race on a Tuesday night. They get like 300 people out there. Um, every once in a while, you get a, a super fast group running. But anyways, I'm at the start, and I was doing a little bit of a warm-up, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, this is the best I felt in a very, <laughs> very long time. I feel absolutely fantastic. And I'm standing at the starting line and I had like, you know, I had some jitters. I was like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to go for this tonight. I'm going to go and see, just test myself, see where I'm at. The gun goes off. I take off. You take a sharp right and it's a straightaway for about a quarter of a mile. And uh, I'm running. I'm feeling great. I have the turnover. I'm feeling loose. You know, like I said, it's a nice, cool night. I run really well when it's cool out. And I get, you know, about a minute into the race, and I look over my shoulder, and I have about a 25-yard lead on the Oh, rest God, of the Steve's that guy. Steve was that guy. That's what I'm getting at, Mike. I mean, that's what I'm getting at. And I'm just like, you know, I have a moment where I'm just like, 
I'm back in my glory days. I feel great. I am going to run away with this race. We're t- I'm thinking like maybe 1620, 1630. I'm just going to run away with this race tonight. And I'm going, I'm going. And right around the half mile mark, I realized that I was, in fact, that guy, Mike. <laughs> because it only took about a half a mile into the race. That's early. Where I started feeling terrible. And I got caught at three quarters of a mile in as they passed me with my head down. I realized that I 100% was the guy that we talked about a few episodes ago. All right. So uh, the next the next guy I have is, all right, you show up to a 5K, and it's the guy who's not a runner at all, but off the gun is going to go out like a bullet, <laughs> and in the first 400 meters is going to have like a 350-meter lead. Like just go a dead sprint in the middle in like the first 400 meters of a 5K, that guy. I love that guy. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. That guy's I love hilarious. That guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's hilarious. Because, yeah, it, 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 that, that guy's the man because you know what? He might not be in the best shape, but he's there to compete. But you know what? The good news is, you know, we listed all these guys out, and most of them were guys, quote unquote, guys that we hated. We loved this guy. Yeah, we that was the only guy that we liked. <laughs> so I guess if I have to be anybody, might as well be that. But it was a it was a humbling moment. See, the so problem is that you you had to deal with that for the next like two miles and a quarter, which oh my is God. It was a long my, time to deal with that. that. I, ran, I ran a I ran a five fifteen first mile, and then <laughs> and then I ran eighteen minutes for the five k. <laughs> so so for you listeners at home, I averaged a full minute slower for each of the next two miles. Yeah. I, I'm impressed that you finished though. I think uh, if I ever was that guy, like the embarrassment that would come once I realized it. Like, how do you show your face? <laughs> and, and, and it was one of these things. Like, I've been running the good times races for my entire life since I was 19. They've been going on forever. I know it's like going to the good times race for me. It's like I'm Norm at Cheers. I go down there and I know everybody. You know, everybody knows that at one point in my life I was a decent runner, but I'm starting to slow down a little bit um, over the past couple of years. But I go out in the first mile and people are watching me and everybody's like, Gendron's back. Gendron's been again. Gendron's back. And they're watching me go out. They're like, oh, it's good to see you up at the front again, Steve. They're cheering me on at the water stop. And on the way back, it's just like, dude, what happened? <laughs> Steve is like 2014, 2015 Tiger Woods where everyone's like, oh, man, he's back, baby. He's back. And then a week later, he's like in the hospital getting another surgery. And we all are disappointed. That's Steve. Next thing I know, I'm collapsing on the fairway. grabbing my. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so much worse that you were, uh, you know, popular here and knew everybody because then not only you have to face yourself and the strangers, now you have all the crowd that have these high expectations. You got everybody so excited. You'd rather be the no-name that shows up and like, oh, look at that dick that went out and died. <laughs> not like, oh, there's our boy, Steve Jenner. <laughs> I got well, a question. But going yeah. to the very start of this race, though, I need to understand this. So yeah. you didn't really do much running leading up into the Boston Marathon. And yeah. then it sounds like the marathon you were hurting for certain about the whole entire way. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you had some crazy, like, two-week training plan where you're you know, like, just getting to killer shape all of a sudden. So where did the feeling that, like, I'm going to win this race right now, where did that come from? Well, <laughs> so I thought about this. And in my delusional mind at the start, at the starting line, I started thinking to myself, I said, well, you know, 
for the first time in a long time, I actually did a long run. <laughs> that is, that is, like, that is a great way to talk yourself into I, it. I did a long run. And the day before, Trent, I didn't really go for a run. I kind of jogged around the block to, to loosen up the legs, just kind of pumped out the lactic acid from the run. But you know what I did? I did six strides. Whoa. And so I'm standing there at the starting line, and I'm thinking, hey, you know what? It's been a long time since I've gone for a long run and done strides within the same week. So you know what? I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to crush this 5K. Trent, I think that that was a completely fair rationale. And at the beginning of the starting line, when your legs feel fresh, you can talk yourself into anything. I think that's plenty to talk yourself into that. Boys, I felt pretty good going to the starting line of Boston. I was pretty excited. Uh, you know, I was at my little frozen yogurt place with people. I had a had an exciting morning, good night the night before. I didn't think I was going to win. <laughs> yeah, well, the Boston Marathon is a little bit different animal than the uh, downtown Lowell Good Times 5K. You'd be surprised, Mike. You'd well, be surprised. People sometimes show up for that. The, mm-hmm. the Good Times race has been known to get a get an Olympian out there, you know, from time to time. You know, there's a there was there was one race. I mean, it's just like this tiny little race in downtown Lowell on a Tuesday night. I remember it was a few years ago. We had 15 people under 1610 in the 5K. Just this little rinky-dink 5K um, that, if anything, is a little bit long um, just on a random Tuesday night. So you get some fast people out there. It wasn't really last night. (laughs) Yeah. There's also some Tuesdays where, like, the winner runs, like, 1920 and wins by a minute. It's it's hit or miss. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, to just close off my thoughts on this, I just want to take back everything uh, mean and bad I said because I want to encourage that type of behavior from everyone out there because I love that guy. Yes. <laughs> Not because he's like fun. He's like, look at that guy. It just means like when you're actually in decent shape and you see that guy, you're just like salivating. It's like a double O tenders of buffalo chickens like, <laughs> in your face, and you're like, I am gonna freaking celebrate uh and just like another half mile you have lasted way shorter than they usually do usually they're like dying at the 1.5 mark i would say but yeah yeah Yeah, just because it's steve doesn't mean we should change our opinion of that guy yeah that's true listen i've been i've been many i've been many quote-unquote guys at a road race before i've been (laughs) all different types of people this was the first time i was that guy and you know what there could be worse people to be there could definitely be worse people to be Hey, before well, we get into the next thing, quick shout out to our uh, our favorite sponsor, Miller Lite. Mm. Mike's wearing the hat, and he's rocking a can. Uh, I got mine in my uh, good. in my my favorite beer mug right now. But uh, yeah, just just proud, remember, proud sponsor, Peak Too Peak Early. Peak Too Early is brought to you by Miller Lite. Great taste, less filling. That's right. Hold true, baby. Speaking well, of Miller Lite. Is anyone else disappointed that the Miller Lite like commercials that were crapping on Bud Light seem to have taken a back seat? They're kind of going back to more of their traditional ads. Um, this little like the 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 back and forth between Bud Light and Miller Lite seems to be dying down a little bit. I don't know. I, I kind of because that's because Miller Lite owned them and now is going back to its ways of being the bigger man and just doing its thing. Bud Light's hiding in its corner. They're probably going to come out with another cheap shot soon, and Miller Lite will just stomp on them again. I guess that's what it is. Like, where is the Bud Light retaliation? Have they just given up? Is that a white flag by them? They're shook. Yeah. Bud Light poked the bear, and uh, oh. they fought back big time. Don't oh, yeah. poke the bear. <laughs> um, so, uh, speaking of bad looks, um, there was a clip that came out today of um, 
arguably one of the greatest distance runners of all time, um, former gold medalist Mo Farah, who fell off a treadmill and proceeded to jump back on twice and continue to fall off. He looked like, you know, he, he looked like he had never run before in his life. Like, what is, like, I'm, I'm just shocked. I, I don't even know what to say about this. Um, if you go check out our Instagram and, 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 uh, and Twitter to, to see the clip that we're talking about, we'll post it up there. But um, it's at a race expo, and it looks like there's this giant uh, treadmill to see how long you can match the elite um, pace. And of, I think it was at the London Marathon Expo. And Mo Farah, one of the world's greatest distance runners, jumps on, falls off, gets back on, falls off again, and then disoriented, stumbling around, tries to get on a third time and immediately gets shot off the back. <laughs> like, what? Can somebody please explain this to me? Steve, he looked like, um, have you ever seen like a baby giraffe try to walk for the first yeah. time? That's yes. that's what it looked like. They, like he was taking one step and all of a sudden would just collapse to the ground and like crawl back up and finally get the courage to get back going, take another step and just like abs- his legs would give out and just crumble to the ground yet again. It was, <laughs> how can one of the most elite runners of our generation have zero idea how to run on a treadmill? Well, that's my understand. question. Does this, does this mean that Mo Farah's never been on a treadmill before? <laughs> I mean, hats off to him if that's true, because if he could go through his entire life without ever running a treadmill, that's very impressive, that's and I'm, so I'm very jealous of him. That's a problem to his elite status, so it's his lack of treadmill running. Well, like, hold on. I, I want to make a comparison here. This is like if, if Mookie Betts, you know, MVP baseball player, arguably one of the, the arguably the greatest baseball player out right now, even though he's not playing like it. Um, if he got in the batting cage with the pitching machine and couldn't touch the pitching machine, yeah. is that a fair? Is that a fair analogy? Yeah, I think that's fair. Maybe it's like though when you get you get into uh, the pitching machine, right? And they're just throwing like the softball like loopers, and it's just mm. too slow, too easy. Throws off his timing. Mo is just like, what is this pace? I'm a 10K runner. I'm a 5K runner. And this is like marathon pace. Just trying to defend him here. So I do have one defense of Mo here. He gets rocky, rocketed off this thing and immediately gets back up. And just like, he, it wasn't like he took his time and like stepped back onto it. He like leaped back onto the thing and tried to make like a heroic comeback. Gets ripped off it again, like <laughs> side, like slams sideways into like the barrier and then gets back on like Superman dives back onto it. The guy was just all over it and he was taking some pretty hard falls and he's not, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a distance runner so he's getting flung around like he's, he's nothing. He's tiny, and, he's fragile. And I know, but he was taking it like a champ. I will say I was pretty impressed with how resilient and he was like kind of like laughing and smiling through the whole thing. Yeah. So it did show well, me a little bit of toughness from though. I think his pride was so hurt, that's the only thing he could do. Yeah. The only thing he could do was jump up and try to get back on. Like, the third one was literally, like, the second one he tried to get back and, like, make it heroic. And the third one, he literally just, like, Superman dove on. He's like, I just need to find a way to get back on this treadmill, and I'm going to do it as fast as I possibly can. And he just, like, laid out like he was diving into home plate or something. It was ridiculous. So I've got I've got two main thoughts for Mo after this. Uh, the first thing that jumped out at me was first off, 
Mo is fly AF. That outfit he had, <laughs> like, the red and black Nike flat brim with the matching jacket. Like I used to try and match my hats with my jackets and my shirts, and I could not pull it off like Mo and like the skinny khakis he had on. So let's cut him a little slack because he definitely Mo is definitely one of the coolest distance runners out there. Yeah, he was looking. I was thinking like it's like him and Galen Rupp are always together with the Salazar team. He is so much cooler than Galen Rupp. I wish He's Mo was nerd. Yeah, yeah. Get it and go go to Britain. Let's take Mo, make an American. He's the absolute man. And like Mike said, he was bouncing up. He was having a fun time. He, he was looking good. Um, also, though, Mo is probably going to need some redemption from this embarrassing clip of him running on a treadmill. And I'm trying to think if anyone else is planning on doing a, a treadmill challenge. Okay, you know what? I got the take solution. Deal. We, all, we all meet up at a gym. We all get on corresponding treadmills right next to each other. And we put it on... Uh, set, setting setting twelve, and just whoever gives up first. I love it. I love Wh- whoever get whoever gives up first loses. <laughs> that, that is, that, yes, that's what we're doing. And, and, and if, and if there isn't a tie, then we should just do that at some point. <laughs> at some point, we should do that. We'll cover the screen. It doesn't matter what the distance. It's just like you two side by side. We'll have minimal contact a lot, right? You can like, you can like throw like a quick jab if you want or something like that. You, you no can't music. knock them off, but you can like definitely mess up their rhythm. Yeah, no headphones, no nothing. It's just like straight, just like grinding. So we need to do this at some point now. I think I think any problems, issues, tiebreakers, gambling debts that need to be solved. That's how we solve them. We just get on treadmills and you just go. <laughs> so if we just roll in, roll into P Fit, Planet Fitness, three deep, and we just get on yeah. the treadmill and just hammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Join and get his redemption, Mo. Think about it. Peak too early is having a treadmill challenge at some point. That is a great. Exactly like that. And we need someone like you to be the main event. He needs to prove to the world that he indeed can run on a treadmill. (laughs) Well, there is nothing in the sport of running that I think I could beat Mo Farah at except for a treadmill challenge. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) There's no distance. 100 meters, 200 meters, marathon. Mo would smoke me in any of those things running backwards, but I think I can get him on a treadmill now. He's, he's an automatic DQ on the treadmill challenge. Now, when we were talking about the treadmill challenge, we were talking uh, like the P-Fit like version where we were like, this is, I was envisioning just like normal treadmills and you get on and you run and if you fall, you're going to hurt yourself. Mo is kind of used to this like cushions everywhere. Like the treadmill challenge they had set up there. <laughs> Pretty legit. Like he was That's bouncing true. off like a trampoline park. Now, can we get him to agree to just go into a Planet Fitness and like, hop on? Where he's like going to fall into like a like a concrete floor and like with dumbbells falling on him. He's gonna like flip over the banister and like fall down two stories to the main gym floor. You're gonna have the woman perk in the front desk just yelling at you. What the hell is going on? <laughs> he really? probably has his legs insured for like. For like five million dollars, but it probably says in the contract that the insurance is completely null and void the second you step foot in a plan of fitness. That's true. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, um, on to the next topic, um, guys. After our talk on on uh, on last week's episode, um, we found I we found out a little bit about Trent and the kind of crowd that he runs with. You know, he, the fact that he's hanging out with people that you know take pride in sneaking into the marathon and stealing <laughs> games 
from hardworking runners. Um, I did a little digging, and it turns out that there's a major problem this year uh, with, with some of the entries, mainly uh, the Chinese entries. So apparently, there is a travel agency in China that is forging race entries. So it costs, uh, the, in the article on Sup China, I think that's how you pronounce it, or maybe it's Sup China? China. It's a, it's a, it's a web scene. Do you think we can get sponsored by Sup China? Yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> brought to you by Sup China. Um, it talks about this, this travel agency that charges 50,000 RMB, which is equivalent to about $7,500, to forge uh, a qualifying time and then send you over to Boston to, to run the Boston Marathon. And the BAA is digging into this, and they're finding out that there are hundreds of Chinese runners that their qualifying time is half of what half of the time that they ran at Boston. Um, so uh, there's a whole under, like Trent said, there is being there's a whole underground culture about this that is being uncovered. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple thoughts to jump off the top of the head. First off, a little different than the people I run with, right? People I run with are four. I don't know, Trent. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Let me explain. They're making bibs up to join in the the race. It's like like banditing the Boston Marathon is is kind of an old tradition where everybody hops in at the end or you jump in at different points. It's it's kind of part of of Boston. Um, these people are taking bibs from others that would have qualified, right? There's only a set number that can qualify. By taking those bibs, you're actually like not letting someone else run the race. You're not just adding to it. So I think there's a little bit of a difference there, and uh, I totally uh, think this is way worse than than my homies that are doing some weird stuff. <laughs> Your thoughts? So oh, I, go, go ahead. ahead. You go first. All right. So, so I I got a couple thoughts on it too. My first thought is I demand that my uh, finishing place in the Boston Marathon be updated once the scandal is taken. I want to be jumped up 100 spots higher than I was because that's misrepresentation. Uh, my other point to this would be I don't... The BAA, when you register for the Boston Marathon, the BAA like checks up on your times and like looks through race results and stuff like that. How are they getting around that? Where, like where was this like... race results. But couldn't you go into like take so one? Apparently, it's so elaborate is that these times and these names are showing up on the race results. So they're trying to figure this out. There's a couple things. So either it could be that they're in cahoots with the race management to make this happen, and race management's getting paid off, or what they're doing is they're hiring people to run the race under these names. Okay, and then so my other point would be to the other side of the argument. If you're willing to spend $7,500 to run the Boston Marathon, first, first of all, you're a little uh, silly in my book because marathons suck. But also, <laughs> maybe you should deserve to do it. If like you really want to do it that <laughs> bad, that you're going to pay $75,000. But then to counter that point, why not just run for a charity and yes. donate the $7,500 yourself. Like, wouldn't that be way easier than all of this? Wouldn't that solve all of the problems? I just, none of this makes sense to me. I can go on like six different tangents of like, I'm on their side. I'm not on their side. I don't understand. I, I it just makes no sense at all. I don't get I agree. It. I agree. So I have a couple thoughts on this a little different than yours, Mike. First off, 
is the BAA going to accuse us of cheating? Oh, that we was because we, we ran significantly oh. slower on race day than we did in our qualifying that, time. <laughs> oh my, that would be the greatest day of my life. I yeah. want, I, I'm gonna, I'll take down the BAA fighting. Let's go. Let's bring a scandal. We P2E needs a scandal. That would be. Oh, any press is good press. press Let's go. Yes. Bring it on, BAA. <laughs> yeah, my final thought on this is, I don't know why the BAA is messing around investigating this when it could be solved if they just hand it off to noted investigator slash detective Jack Fultz. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing, Steve. I think you send Jack Fultz to China and within weeks, not only will he uncover that scandal, but I think he'll just come back with like, thousands and thousands of prisoners for all kinds of different crimes yeah, i mean i just crimes you know uh, yeah. financial crimes like yeah send them over there jack fultz is china's worst nightmare right now <laughs> they better hope they better hope that he's not willing to go over there so my biggest question was i was reading some of these articles and it says the chinese athletic association or whatever is looking into this and is trying to stop this and i was like since when does china care about cheating like that's totally against everything i know about the history of chinese <laughs> sports but 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 if they're concerned about Jack Fultz going over there, they're just trying to get this down the table, saying, no, 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 we're good. We got this. We got this shit covered. We don't want Jack coming. Another yeah. example of people who clearly listen to our podcast. There was definitely some of the uh, running association of China, people who are listeners. They heard about the story of Jack Fultz. They might have even leaked the story to get ahead of the story. You know yeah. what I mean? They're like, this is happening, but don't worry, Jack. Don't, don't worry about it. We're taking care of it. <laughs> well, it, at the bottom of the article, they link to two other articles, and they talk about how cheating in distance running in China has become a, like a rampant problem. And uh, there was two articles that they linked to that I was reading. One of them, there was a half marathon where 258 runners were caught hiding in the bushes. And <laughs> out of the bushes. And then there's an even better one. There's an even better one. It says, <laughs> the title is, women, uh, a woman was caught twice in the same race using a bike on a half marathon. <laughs> so, well, what, what I don't understand, I didn't read the article. I only read the title. But how can you get caught twice using a bike? <laughs> if you get caught once using a bike, doesn't that, don't you automatically get kicked out? And how do you expect that you're not going to get caught on a bicycle? Yeah. It's, what the hell is wrong with these people? Why do you want to do it so bad? Like, we talked about this. It's not fun to run. Like, you do it because it's, I don't know, if you're good at it and you get satisfaction from doing it and all this other stuff. Like, oh, I don't understand. Steve, I picture in the first article, it's just like three or four, like, little bushes with just like hundreds of people piled up behind like one tiny little bush. Like, how do you have, what good is 280 people hiding in the bush going to do? I don't. My head is such mush right now. I can't even understand any of this. Boys, boys, can we try and cheat at some random? I think so. Like 10K? Like, I just, just to see the reaction of a race director of like, some like the one you were talking about, you just ran, Steve. If we just like, if I, register, a bike, if I put a bike out at the half mile mark, at the half mile, at the 800 meters, make it so obvious. Like, one of us gives the bike right out to you, you bike in a ditch and just. 
I just want to see the the reaction on people's faces. I just to be like, no, I didn't cheat. That wasn't me. I want to. I want to like be in a car and just have somebody like drop me off like in front of the finish line, just like yeah. right next to the finish line. Just have me walk out and cross the line. I think we need to cheat. I think we need to cheat in a race. Yep. That's okay. that's the list right now. All right. So can we successfully pull off? <laughs> when? Yeah, we need to start plotting. We need to start plotting. It's gotta be like. Uh, no prize money race, like totally for charity, really small. That That's what I want to really take advantage of. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, before we move on to our next topic, there's something that's caught my eye, and it's really, really, really bothering me right now, and it needs to be addressed. Um, Trent. Yeah. Your shirt and tie combo. Oh, what it's killer. What the fuck? What the fuck is going yeah, on? So true. for the listeners, Trent's wearing a sweater. So you, the top's only peeking out. Like it's barely peeking out. But he is wearing a yellow and blue checkered shirt. Yeah. With a red and like navy and white striped tie. Like what the hell is going on? I think I'm having a seizure looking at you. I'm, I'm having a panic attack looking at it. Like what is going on right here? Don't worry, Steve. I just screenshotted. So uh, we'll, we'll post it on Instagram for the listeners. So, <laughs> the only reason I have the sweater on today is so I unzipped the sweater for the, for the screenshot. But I kept the sweater on all day. It was hot in this office. Like, it is starting to get in the 70s because I knew that this shirt and tie combination was preposterous. But I don't have that many clean shirts, and so I wore this shirt. There's not many ties that go with this shirt. And I got to wear a shirt and tie, so I had the sweater, like, full zip all day. I'm sweating my ass off in here, but I can't afford to take so, it off. So do you need to wear a tie to work? Is that I like need a- to have a tie on. That's correct. So okay. and the the funny, like... Me and Steve are completely used to seeing, like we've addressed in the in past podcasts, Trent in just complete sweats, like just ridiculous the, ba- attire. the baggiest like running shorts you've ever seen. So it's like weird for us to see him like all dolled up and nice and shirt and tie. But it only makes sense that when you do doll yourself up, you wear a neon green shirt with a red striped tie. Yo, this, is the, this is the most preposterous thing I've ever seen. I uh, I don't believe in the traditional like matching plaid versus stripes. Yeah, I plaid can tell. Plaid. That's all <laughs> BS, bro. I look good. Oh man, oh man. Mo Farah would approve. I don't. Maybe Galen Rupp. Maybe maybe Galen. <laughs> that. You put on one of those little pollen masks, and you're you're right in uh, Galen Rupp's camp. <laughs> oh man, um, Trent, you got a you got a race coming up or some yeah. type of running event. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about it? So, uh, in, a, in a typical fashion here, I was on an email chain uh, regarding a race coming up that I had completely forgotten about. Um, I still have not done my cool down since Boston. I'm still waiting <laughs> to find the right time to get out there and cool down. But I remembered um, when I got a new email about a, a Ragnar relay race. And I think most people probably know what those are now, right? But in case you don't, you, you pile into a van with a bunch of people. It's six people to a van. A lot of times you have two vans on one team. And it's Cape Cod. So we're running from, like, the base of Cape Cod out to the beach somewhere. Um, and you run at all different times of the day. Everybody has three legs. So it's just, like, one goes and the next and the next and the next. Different leg lengths, different uh, different terrain. You just keep going. So I am uh, a little a little taken aback by the news that I have to do this, and now it's, it's two weeks from now. Uh, I know I'm in killer shape based on my 
now I think one run in, in the last five weeks. <laughs> you have a long run, though. Long run. <laughs> yeah. You have a long run. You're good. <laughs> so maybe I'll get to the line and be like, ooh, I'm the fastest guy here. I doubt it. Just go um, out really fast. That, that <laughs> We'll see if I can. I'll be that guy. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now, I know you guys have done a, a Ragnar in the past. Yeah, I've actually done that one before. I've done the Cape Cod one. And yeah. I had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. You, you typically have 12 people. I did it with uh, with people I didn't really know that well, and by the end we were best friends. It was it was awesome. We had a blast. Um, Mike, why don't you tell I, the listeners a little bit I, about the Ragnar we did one time? I have. Um, for, I'm gonna start with some advice. Two pieces of advice. My first advice: if you haven't done a Ragnar, do one. Absolutely, do one. One one of the cooler uh, running experiences you can do. One of the cooler races. My second piece of advice: they offer you 12 people, team. Use 12 people. We used six people because we thought that that was a real good idea. It's this ultra division team. So everyone else, it's a 200-mile race, and everyone on the 12-person team does three legs. And you generally do, you know, like 14, 15 miles throughout the day. And you have really long breaks in between because there's 12 people racing. Yeah, when I think the legs go from, like, 3 miles to 12 miles. So yeah. you can get, like, any weird distance. I did it a couple years ago, Cape Cod. 12-person team, and it was good. When you're on a six-person team, it is you run, and especially when you're trying to win it, you run hard, you get in the van, you try and recover for, like, a little bit, then you try and stomach some food, then you maybe try and nap in the back of a tiny little minivan because we were too stupid to get a big 12-person van, <laughs> and then... You spend like 15 minutes trying to roll out and stretch, and then you run again. And then you do that for six times for a total of like 38 miles over 24 hours, and it is miserable. By the fifth or sixth leg, literally every single person in that van probably should have been admitted to the hospital. It yeah. was No disgusting. kidding. Either. Like, we're not joking. We're not we, joking. Um, like, we, we, were in, we were in rough shape. We, it, was, it was bad. There was at one point where uh, – um, Steve's wife, who was on a 12-person team, and she was having the time of her life, having a great time. But we met at her, met with her at one of like the uh, finish lines Frost, of one of the legs. Yeah, yeah. And um, she comes up to me after seeing Steve, just grabs me by the shirt and just starts screaming at me. She's like, "He is not okay. He needs to go to the hospital. What did you do to him? How did you let him get this bad?" And I'm like, "I had literally just finished running. Steve was like, this. Steve had finished." He was the leg before me, so that's how messed up he I was, was from like I was barely I could barely re- I barely remember this, but I was wandering around the transition zone like <laughs> delirious and dehydrated. And this is like we're a little bit past halfway at this point. Yeah, and I had just finished my leg. So I am like completely drained. I got nothing in the tank. I'm like my head's spinning. Here is my sister-in-law, like literally just like shaking me and screaming at me that I screwed up Steve. I'm like, Aaron. I, I literally can't handle this right now. Uh, by the end of the whole thing, we ended up winning the ultra division and finishing we second overall, finishing second overall. So we In beat the all those 12 team yeah. chumps. And then, um, our plan was to go cause we were, we had a house at the beach that night. We were going to go and party all night. We all went back to our beach house. We all cracked a beer, Miller maybe taken one or two sips. Oh, of course, Miller lights. And within minutes, all six of us, passed out for four hours on the couch we woke up and all drove home and that was so, our party for the night yeah we were gonna party all night and uh so we finished and then um my wife team my wife's team Erin finished you know a little bit after us and they were gonna come meet us at the house at the beach house that we were at and they walked in the house and there was six guys 
laying out on the floor, all with one sips out of their beer, just passed out on the floor. So what happened was we got in the house, passed around a beer, took one sip, and literally passed out on the floor. I couldn't walk up a staircase for no joke a week. I have never, even all the marathons I've done, there I've never felt more pain in my entire life than after that race. So I was not there, but I had been texting Mike. I don't know if it was you or if it was like Boomer or Nate or whoever was on the team. I had been texting about coming to meet you guys because the beach wasn't far from my parents' house where I was at. So I actually went down to the beach. I saw like the big finishing party or whatever and like hit some people up like, hey, let me know when you're back. I'll come over to the beach house. I'll join for the after party celebration. Started hanging by the beach. It's getting late. I don't hear anything back. I'm starting to get cold. I'm still not hearing anything. I got like my sweatshirt on. I'm that guy at the beach in like full sweats. And then eventually I just packed up my stuff, got in my car and went home because <laughs> everybody uh, in the text chain that I have been texting literally went MIA. Like I was getting like, yeah, we'll hit you up. We'll hit you up. And then at first I was like, man, these guys just don't want to hang out with me because I wasn't there. And then uh, I, I quickly learned that people literally just all fell asleep, like to a person. Everyone passed out, not awake enough to text me like, hey, Trent, don't come by today. We're all sleeping <laughs> in the we, because we had every intention like we were going to suck up the pain and party. But our bodies like literally just gave way. I wasn't even planning on sucking up the pain and partying. I thought we were going to be fine. Like I did not know how hard this was going to be. Well, so so like to give the listeners a little bit more of like a detailed description of like how this works. Typically, you have two for per team. You typically have two six man vans um, and you the six people run a leg when the van kind of the van kind of follows those six people around. And then you switch off. The other van takes over while the other van goes somewhere and rests and the people rest up. They eat. They stretch because we only had six people. We never got that opportunity to rest and kind of and kind of relax. So it was just nonstop. You run your leg, you get in the van, maybe you sleep for like one person's leg, but you you have to start loosening up, get some food in you, getting ready to race again. And then you race and then you get back in the van and you spend time recovering. And then before you know it, you got to go again. It is absolutely brutal. So yeah. I did it. Steve, uh, you mentioned this. You've done the two bands, the twelve-person oh, team. They're blessed. The they're so much fun. But but they're also exhausting. Like there's yeah, a reason it's, it's done Friday and Saturday, right? Because I was like, why do they have a Saturday and Sunday? When you're done on Saturday, you're you're exhausted because you don't sleep very well. Like still limited. And that was a twice as much recovery time. I remember being like wiped out. So the six-person team is is insanity. Yeah. So with that no, said, no, the twelve-person team it's it's fun, but it is very challenging. I think it presents a good opportunity, though, the 12-person team. I think we should do it because I think it has the opportunity to be everything that we believe running should be, right? I think we could put together a team where we run hard, drink in between our legs, party, meet people, have a great time. I think we should plan a uh, P2E-sponsored Ragnar team for sure. Yeah, this is a great idea. We're just yeah. we're just thinking of this on the fly, but... <laughs> But we should do, yeah. We should, we should, we should throw it out to the listeners and anybody that wants to be on our team. Let's do it. Because I, I think, think Ragnar is like that. That's exactly the kind of like running atmosphere and culture that we're all about, right? For sure. For sure. There's a there's Reach the Beach, New Hampshire, September. That could yep. be us. They also, I know they do. Uh, they do like the camping ones. Have you guys heard about those? I've done one. You've done one. How is that? So for those that don't know, I believe it's instead of in the van driving everywhere, you just have like a base camp and people go out for different legs and come back to your base camp. And then yep. 
same so it's so it's it's uh it's all from a central location in three loops and at, during the course of the relay you do every single loop and it's fun it's great but it's not quite the same you know okay. as like starting and finishing at a different point and like traveling together in a van it's it, it's fun like don't get me wrong but it's it's not as fun as the as the traditional style i bet it presents more of an atmosphere at a party though right like if we wanted to just make a party out of it yeah yes you're not no. moving around you're not in a van sitting around you have a whole wide open space and your own section where you can set up set up shop see there's yeah. something special about being packed into a van with <laughs> yeah. a bunch of with other... a bunch of dudes and small hey. running shorts hey and... there can be females on the sab running squad team we've had two females express interest in the sab running team the last two weeks by far the best runner on the sab racing team is Carolyn McBride, a girl. I was she's just gonna say she's way better. She is way right better now. than any of us. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm down. Let's let's do an let's do a SA, let's do a uh, peak too early Ragnar team. Yeah, I'm down. So I think Reach the Beach. Ideas. Reach the Beach is that's kind of the original relay. So Ragnar started because of Reach the Beach, and then later on Ragnar ended up buying Reach the Beach. Yeah. Just put it on my calendar right now. <laughs> Um, awesome. I can't wait. Now I'm pumped. Um, so anyways, uh, we got a little game. Do you guys want to play a game? A little would you rather? I love games. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to play a little, we're going to do a little hypothetical slash would you rather. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name a type of runner or a quote unquote guy. You know, we talk a lot about like, you don't want to be that guy or I hate that guy or I really like that guy to road race. So I'm going to name off some of those people, and um, there's a right and a wrong answer. I have the right and the wrong answer written down, and Trent and Mike are going to tell me which would be, which would, of those two people, which guy they'd rather go on a long run with. And I'm going to tell them if they got it right or wrong, okay? So, Steve, the most challenging part about this game is definitely going to be the fact that me and Trent don't agree on anything, and the fact that we have to agree on something it could be challenging, but we'll do our best. Mike okay. and I literally talked before the podcast started when we heard about this game that we're going to have to try and agree. Like, let's not fight too much. Let's have I've, I've, been, I've been nervous about Planning. it for the last, like, 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, God, i got to find a way to agree with Trent on something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Starting off, would you rather go on a long run with the guy that wears his marathon medal to work the day after his marathon or the guy with a 13.1 sticker on the back of his car? Oh, Trent, what's your opinion? Why don't you start? It's it's The first one was so bad with the, the metal around your neck when you show up to work. It's like you barely have the rest of the day to wear the metal before you put that thing away. But the sticker, the 26.2 sticker would have been enough for me to say that guy sucks worse. The 13.1 sticker is so outrageous and egregious that I would much rather go with the guy with the metal around his neck than the sticker, man. So this is wild because we're actually going to agree on the very first one. Unbelievable. Because the metal to work guy the next day is very, very bad. And I don't want to go on a run with that guy because he's going to be telling me about all his race results and all this nonsense. But he is that guy for one day. The 13.1 sticker yeah. is basically wearing his medal every single day that he gets in his car, right? So the 13.1 guy, he is 
He's never going to stop talking about the races he ran, the results here, the results there, the entire long run. I'm just going to have to have this guy in my ear tell me about every single stupid time that he ever ran. If he if he okay. meets me in like a parking lot somewhere and I gotta go to his car and like pop the trunk and like stretch my hamstring <laughs> on his trunk with that sticker right there and people looking at me like I'm with the guy with a 13.1 sticker who's showing to the world that he somehow got through a half marathon. Uh, no, take me out back. Just tell me to look the other way and get it over easy. So Steve, the correct answer is the person that we want to run with is metal at work guy. I'm sorry, you guys are way off on this one. You're wrong. You're wrong. The the you know the the 13.1 sticker. You know that guy. You know he's he's subtly showing you that he accomplished something that he's very proud of. It's his way of showing you that he's he's a runner. You know how the the guys driving around in the 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 Wrangler jeeps they kind of do the wave to each other. That's kind of his <laughs> way of saying, hey, I'm a fellow runner. Uh, the guy wearing the medal to work the next day is is among the worst people in the world they are part of this participation trophy culture that everybody gets an award and everybody that gets that that part of participation trophy needs to be praised for it he is shoving it in your face the next day at work saying hey i'm better than you check out my medal okay i guess we're all for one trent yeah we'll all, be- right. all right yes that's all right. The Red Sox are on a cold start, too. We can be on a cold start and make up with it. Okay. Moving what? on to the next one. Moving on to the next one. We got part-time yoga instructor versus part-time CrossFit instructor. Uh, Mike, you want to go one. ahead? No, you can take this one. All right. I'll take this one. This one's a, this one's a no-brainer. Uh, just thinking about all the CrossFit instructors out there and all the yoga instructors I know out there. And it's easy that you'd rather run with the CrossFit guy. CrossFit, you're going out, you're getting a killer workout. You're already showing off like your nice thighs and your nice calves and your short shorts. Then you stop and you do some pull-ups on the tree branch. You're doing push-ups. There's nothing better than a quick 10 at the bottom of a hill. I don't know if you guys ever do that in the group. Somebody yells it out and you're down. You're just you're just pumping push-ups out. That's CrossFit guy. No, dude, that, that's just like getting a killer looking good. You know, it, it's summer is almost here. Got to get my beach bod. Got to get the girls staring at me. So CrossFit guy's going to help. Yoga instructor, on the other hand, they're just going to like just piss you off the whole run by saying like, oh, look at that grass. Like we should lay down and look at the clouds. <laughs> Try and stick our feet up our ass or something weird or uh, and I'll talk about like feeling the negative like energy leaving your body to the soles of your feet, just watching it like picturing it leaves and the I don't even know it's uh it's a no brainer uh, I like yoga don't get me wrong I like yoga but when I'm when I'm trying to get a run in I'm trying to get my thing on give me CrossFit all right um. <laughs> Yeah, so I have to find a way to agree with Trent, and I'm just going to choose to uh, omit this question and go with whatever Trent says, because my lovely future wife is the greatest yoga instructor, part-time yoga instructor in uh, in the country, and uh, I'm going to have no part of um, this argument. So Trent, you can deal with her. I'm not going to. We'll go with your answer. <laughs> we'll run we him with a CrossFit. Can we get a clip where Mike's like, I'm just going to go with whatever Trent says? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> So what are the oh, guys? We're, we're going CrossFit. Okay, hold on. Let me see what we got here. Uh, Trent, you're 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 just so dead wrong on this one. You, oh. you are so dead wrong. wrong. No, because the entire time the the CrossFit instructor is going to be like, oh, you're not activating your glutes properly. You know, you're not. You know, oh, you know, you got 
you know, you, you're not you're not going up this hill the right way. Your form's a little off. It's probably something to do with your diet. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta get a flex for the girls. And you know what? The other thing is, yeah, you gotta get a flex for the girls. Well, I can get behind that. Well, 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 Trent, Trent, Trent. He's gonna be popping off. He or she's gonna be popping off their shirt, showing off their six pack. Trent, uh-huh. you're gonna look worse than the CrossFit instructor. That's and true. Then, and then the other side, the other <laughs> side. You know, next thing, next thing you know, there was a thing, if, you, if you're running with the yoga instructor, you're gonna have like that calf is gonna be is gonna be flaring up, and then they're gonna be taking you off to the side, giving you some good energy, showing you stretches you can do, loosen up. You know, it, it, it's it is definitely not CrossFit instructor. I may not be as in shape as the CrossFit instructor, but a few more runs with the CrossFit instructor, and I'll be in way better shape than the rest of you guys. He'll be giving me good advice. Uh, Yoga next, thing you know, next thing you know, Trent, next thing you know, he's going to be talking you into going to the gym, trying to pay $300 a month to, to, to join this, like, you know, like religion, like cults, like you're, you're way Under, off on the CrossFit. Underrated part of the CrossFit instructor, too, is like we're talking about going on a long run. CrossFit instructors don't do long runs. They're just going to want to do intervals the whole time. So every, like, five seconds, like, all right, let's pick up the pace. Let's pick up the pace. Yeah. And that's not, yeah. That's not what a long run's about. Come I need on. my long run to we be relaxed. Known. We should have known. I need, the, I need the, the breathing, meditation that a, that a yoga instructor me. You're, you're way off, Trent. Yeah. And Mike. We, we should have known. Trent and Mike. We should have known. We should have known. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Who do we got next? Let's go with. Let's go with running tights in public guy when he's not running or recovery sandal guy after a race. Ooh, Trent, what do you got on this one? Ooh, running tights in public when he's not running. I've actually definitely been that guy a bunch, and I have to defend him. Um, sometimes you finish your run, right? And then you just don't, you didn't bring an extra pair of clothes. You're keeping your clothes non-sweaty. So you just keep rocking the running tights. Like there's nothing wrong with showing off like your bulge for the people that want to look. <laughs> Not everybody has to look only people that want it. I'm, I'm all in on that guy. Not all in. I'm okay with that guy. The recovery sandals. I don't even know what that means. Like what is a recovery sandal? Like that's just that, that is, I am a junk science guy. Trust me. We all know <laughs> Recovery sandal is beyond junk science. What do you think, Mike? So, I feel like I want to disagree with you, but I got to agree with you, and here's my rationale for it. I'm going to assume that running tights in public eye, because if it's not the way I'm trying to assume it right now, then I don't agree. But I'm going to assume that running tights in public eye is just, like, lazy. Like, he finishes his run and just doesn't want to, like, change. So he, like, goes to the grocery store and is running tights. It wasn't like he chose to put them on. He's not trying to flaunt them. Where if you're going to be recovery sandal guy, you have no option but to specifically seek out where you can't like accidentally fall your fall into recovery sandals. You choose to be that guy where tight guy. There's a possibility that he's just lazy. It doesn't like I, I picture in a college like you. You sit around after practice for three hours, don't shower or change, and then it's time for lunch. So you head over to the calf and. Yeah in running tights and it's not because you're trying to show off anything it's just because it's for me (laughs) well for normal not self-absorbed people unlike you trent it would just be because he didn't feel like changing or showering so we're going with we'd rather run with tights in public guy 
right. Well, neither one of these guys is very good. Um, they're both weirdos. Let me see. <laughs> you guys are wrong. Dead wrong <laughs> again. You're wrong again. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, while recovery sandal guy is a weirdo, they're both nerds. They're both weirdos. You know, and you got to see his feet and his toes is gross. But you only got to deal with him after like a run or after after a race to see his, you know, to see his gross toes. The thing about about uh, about tights and public guy is he can never turn it off. He's the guy that's always talking about his training, about, you know, what he did this week, what he's going to do. He's talking about his 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 workouts that he uploaded to Strava, how he got a new record that day. It's just, you know, he can never turn it off. He is he running tights and public guy is the antithesis of everything that peak too early stands for. Trent, I feel like Chris Sale right now. I felt like with our arguments, we just struck out 10 batters, but we still can't win a damn game. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Uh, all I have to say is I've been running tights guy, and I just learned what Strava was like a week ago. Uh, <laughs> I, I disagree with the judgment handed down by the, the judge over here. I'm not sure who is coming out with these answers because I think a lot of them are preposterous. But uh, you're right, Mike. It's a, it's a tough over three showing for us. Yeah, it is. All right. We're going to go with our last one here. Guy who just started the keto diet and is trying to get in ketosis. Oh. Or the guy on the gluten-free diet. Mike, why don't you start us off on this one? I need to I need to think about this. I mean, isn't the guy who started the keto diet the exact same guy as the CrossFit guy? Aren't they the exact same person? It's, it's a it's a close relative. Yeah. I mean, I just think to me that's the same person. Um I feel like the keto guy is He's doing it because he's some big CrossFit guy. The gluten guy could be for many reasons, but if it's just strictly you want to cut gluten, it's uh, your, your your diet reasons. The keto guy is going to be much more in your face about everything. I'm going. I'm going keto guy. Dude, I, I we have to like debate this one a little bit because how can you pick the the gluten free guy? Uh, the gluten free guy can't have a pasta party. And if you don't participate <laughs> in a pasta party before good, a race, good you're answer. not a runner. That is like rule number one when you learn, when you like do sixth grade cross country, is you eat pasta the night before a race with a ton of garlic bread. So I am totally in on the uh, gluten free guy. What do you have to say for that? You know what? Just because this is clearly an anti Christopher Gendron podcast and an anti gluten podcast, we'll go. We're running with the keto guy. We don't want to run with the gluten guy. I'll go. With, I'll go with you. I, I, we got to stick to our guns. You made a good point about being CrossFit. So you, you just. I just agreed with you for a second there. <laughs> I agreed with you, and then you still wanted to disagree with me. That was the most classic trend thing ever. I'm not. I listening. don't even know where we're going anymore. So, so where are we going? You go. You, you, what are you, what are you, I think we go with gluten-free. No, wait, we, gluten-free guy sucks. Keto guy. We go with keto guy. <laughs> so we're running with keto guy. Yeah. Are you okay All with right. that? All right. Let's run with keto guy. So you're running with keto guy. You don't want to go on a long run with gluten-free guy. Um, let me take a look here. And, yep, you guys are 100% right. Good job. <laughs> nice work. Good job, guys. It took us a while to get there. But we finally got there. Good job. We, 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 the three of us were going on a run with the guy that just started the keto diet. So um, nice work. Um, guys, I've had this is I've had a ton of fun on this podcast. We like like we've had stuff to talk about 
like every podcast kind of leading up to this one. This was the first one where we kind of had to like figure out what we we're going to talk about. And I had more fun and more laughs on this podcast than I think we've, we've had on any of the previous ones. Um, but we're coming up on the hour mark here. Um, Mike, do you have anything to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I got a couple uh, thoughts. Um, I have I have a little bit of a confession to make. Um, the Bruins are in a playoff run. The Celtics are in a playoff run. The Red Sox stink at baseball. They do. But, it's but, every, but every single night I come home and I have the option to watch all three. And I watch the Red Sox. I don't know what kind of person that makes me. But it's just it's just the facts. So you can have your opinions about me, but it's just what it is. And I was realizing that last night while I was listening to the Bruins on the radio and watching the Red Sox on the television. I was like, the Bruins are in game seven of a playoff matchup, and I am watching April baseball right now. I think there might be something wrong with me. So that's my first point I want to leave with. Um, my next point. On that, just quickly on that. I have been listening to the radio. Like I, I, one of my favorite things to do is put the Red Sox game on the TV and listen on the radio. Put the radio on and get the Castiglione. And I've been trying to catch and see if we can get a Castiglione. Can you believe this count? Um, but the Red Sox haven't been winning any games, so I yeah, can't. Thing tell, is, I can't tell point, him he's saying it after every win. At this point, he's going to have to start going the opposite direction, like. Can you believe this <laughs> stinks? Um, we're getting to the point. We're getting to the point where if they win a game, it deserves a can you believe this? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, and then my, so my last couple points that I want to leave the listeners with, um, I think it'd be fun to start getting some more listener interaction. So please get on the social media, get at the uh, Peak to Early podcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Hit us up with questions and comments, and I'd love to start uh, answering some listener questions on the podcast. So, um, But we need your help with that, so start hitting us up with those. Um, my next point that I want to leave us with Ugh. is you need to get everybody you know to get ready for the next episode because it is going to be awesome we're bringing in our first guest it is finally here Pete too early is getting an interview in and it is going to be awesome tell everybody you know make sure you're scheduling uh that monday because we're going to start dropping our podcast on every monday so the next monday a week from today you need to get that interview must Check listen marked on your schedule it's going to be huge Let's go. I'm fired up for it. That's all we're I got. Not choking, we're not joking you. We are leading off our interviews with the heavy hitters. So yeah, I, I'm absolutely. pumped up. Mark it on your calendar. Uh, after this podcast drops on Monday, a week from that Monday, it's going to be awesome. Trent, what do you got for our listeners? Well, I thought I had something that was mildly interesting, but it feels like a huge letdown from where, where Mike just went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's inspiring our fans to reach out to us on social media. He's talking about the big guests we have. Uh, I just had a mini rant that I forgot to go on last week that I wanted to go on. And then I know we're done with Boston Marathon recap, but I, I was like, something just triggered it earlier today. And it's been stuck in my head all day. There was a guy in front of me during about maybe like two miles of the race that was holding a cowbell 
and was just shaking it vigorously to the <laughs> fans and just making so much noise. And if there's anything that I hate more than somebody with a cowbell at a sporting event, I can't think of it. It's not a thing. So to have somebody actually participating, not the spectator, the person in front of me for miles, it's my Boston Marathon experience, and I'm trying to soak everything in, and I'm listening to a guy that's shaking a damn cowbell. Like, if you're going to do that, you better be running like 220. You better be the complete stud who's like having fun with a cowbell. You cannot be running at my slow pace with a damn cowbell. It was infuriating. I forgot to bring it up. I needed to get it off my chest, and I just wanted to let you guys know. So, so Chad, 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 you Chad. Mike and I yeah. made eye contact halfway through that rant, and we had like a brother connection. There's no need yeah. for either of us to say anything to each other because I looked at Mike, and I knew. <laughs> Mike. And if Mike got his hands on a fucking cowbell during Dude, that I... rant, he would have rang that thing Dude. for every step of the way. <laughs> that makes me think that you would have hated running with me because I was that guy times 10 the entire race. That guy sounds awesome. I wish I was running with him. And second of all, if you have a problem with him, then run faster, Trent, okay? Yeah. It sounds like your issue. God, you didn't a, have a cowbell, Mike. I don't care what, what, a, what you're a doing. Terrible, you what a terrible point to leave this podcast on. You there, there was, halfway through it, I just looked at Mike. And I was just like, we are thinking literally the oh, exact yeah. same thing right now. What a, what a pathetic rant. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> guys, if you're not following us on Instagram, you got to do it. Chris is putting out some fire content. He's putting out some awesome videos. It's incredible. I, you know, I won't go on a long run with him, but I will I will sure as shit. I will definitely list. I will definitely watch his videos because he is putting out some awesome stuff. So follow us on Instagram. Like Mike said, also follow us on Twitter. We got some cool stuff there as well. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Wait, finish your point, Mike. Oh, you guys froze. Shit. I was going to say, when Michael's his wife, I totally forgot your, your fiance. I love CC. She's the best. I'd much rather run with the yoga instructors, and then we'll let you just shit on CrossFit. Mike? Shit, we lost him. There he is. Hey, what's up? Stevie there? Who's just there? Trent, you look cool right now. Everything else is blurry except for your face. Yeah, I see it on my eye. It looks yeah. like stop. Hey, I don't my I literally just fucking lost power in my house. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Some serious like uh madman shit right now. You're like in an office building in your shirt and tie, drinking out of like a nice uh, whiskey glass. Fucking getting shit done, bro. 
<laughs> my life, man. This is what I normally dress like unless I'm hanging out with you. I'm always in a nice shirt and tie. You that's just me down. I don't want to look that nice around such a, a low like semen like yourself. Not anymore. I've, I've, I'm beyond the semen life these days. Do you not a semen anymore? No. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny.